0: Welcome to the room enough podcast. We are four black ministers from all over the country who talk about it all. And there is room enough at this table for you to join the conversation.
1: Yo, what are we doing here? What's happening? What's, <laughs> I thought we were just I comparing them. I
2: just really like mics. how, how it sounds on the mic. And so I'm wondering if it's my mic or if it's my voice and I, <laughs> oh my god like we have the same exact mic so i see his setup and i'm like maybe i should change my setup to look like titus's setup
0: <laughs> you're good
2: you're you guys good.
1: both your audio sounds good man both y'all's audio is good titus is eating the mic is that what you're saying titus you are pretty close to the mic though bro <laughs> i am that it's, it's, it's intentional, intentional. I, <laughs> that's, that's probably I it want... like get closer greg get closer to the mic and speak like <laughs> <laughs>
0: goodness oh my goodness why are we having a
1: serious conversation about something
0: (laughs) no but but one of the things i wanted to ask uh especially talking about you know how we're doing in 2022 and stuff i'm just curious and you know we had this opportunity during the pandemic to to kind of pause um to kind of lean into things virtually speaking and um i know in, in coming from the church that I was coming from going into a newer church, there was a lot more of an emphasis on kind of virtual ministry and, you know, streaming services and things like that. So I'm curious as to has, how has that affected your, your church? Or if you're now that we're kind of not that we're past COVID, you know, there's still exists, but I'm curious as to how you guys are um, building in or either maintaining your kind of virtual presence or um, are you I've heard of some churches that have kind of cut off the virtual in order to get people in Mm, person because now it's like you know how do you people are people come not coming to church because they want to protect themselves and not get sick or did they wake up late and you know hey it's easy to Hey, there's an online service, so I don't have to go in person. So I'm just curious as to how you guys are kind of seeing what you're seeing and how you're navigating that, that virtual scene. Yeah,
2: well, in, you know, in our church, what I feel this is how I personally feel about it, um, I think we got so good at the virtual thing in terms of just kind of like putting on a service and, and having it being online we got so good at it that we kind of wrote it in as this is our our form of evangelism, you know, mm. us being able to kind of be out there and whatnot. But I think the size of our church doesn't really support that as a form of evangelism rather than a, a form of communication, if that makes sense. Um, and so I, I think, man, uh, we got really good down, at it.
1: Break that down, brother, break that down. <laughs>
2: I think we got really good at it so it's easy for us to use that as like this is us evangelizing this is us preaching the word this is us doing the calling that we're called to but what's happening is that we've hired staff we've bought cameras we've bought projectors we've bought screens we've bought we've spent tens of thousands of dollars on equipment hmm. and we're looking at that and thinking is this the best way to use our funds going into 2023 And I would say, easy, no way. There's no way we can use our money this way. (laughs) Well, you already spent
0: it. It's already Yeah,
2: but I'm talking about like the continuation. Like there's always a better camera. There's always a better projector. There's always a, yeah. And I think even the way that we're staffed right now, I think all those things could be somewhat different or changed for 2023 that would help us leverage the gospel. You know what I'm saying? Continually preaching it Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And I think that we as ministers could easily have gotten lazy depending on that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, so for me, and th- this is obviously for me, I'm not even speaking for any one particular church. I think for me, it's easy for me to think, well, man, we're doing a great job. we got a lot of moving parts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of moving pieces.
1: That's yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. And
2: you think, Oh, because of all these moving pieces, all these things are moving. Then that means that I must be doing a great job at my ministry. But, you know, for me here in here, here in LA, I think, man, we have not seen that many people come to the faith through watching us online. I think actually we've probably seen zero. Uh, zero people have come to church and said, man, I met you guys online and, and I'm just a part of your online community. And man, I just really enjoy it rather than it being a supplement. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think that Ministers could also get very controlling and could feel like, well, we should shut it off because people aren't coming in person. Right. And instead of thinking, what can I do better to get people to come in person? How can I change my, you know, whatever presence to mm, the world mm. to get people oh, really? yeah. to want to, to come, right? us, you? to invite, to invite yourself into mm-hmm. The church Yeah, I, I did that,
1: Greg. I did that. You want me to talk oh, about those people? Because I did that.
2: This- <laughs> oh, amen. Oh, you amen. Did, bro, oh, did, did you? Come did you, up for you something here, here bro? You're I don't the want to say that. You did that.
1: Now you say, "Oh, they lazy preachers." Well, let me talk that talk huh? <laughs>
2: <laughs> bring it, bring it. I love no, it. No, I didn't so, even know that you were gonna I- come through.
1: Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. So, look, look this is it was funny i'll never forget during one of our zoom services we're doing zoom i got so frustrated during the zoom services that we were having during the pandemic because everyone's cameras off right you got mad people on all their cameras off you're preaching and you're not seeing anyone and i'm like you know what i'm i'm preaching i'm going through it i'm like you know what oh everyone's cameras off i cut my camera off and i'm like now I'm going to preach like this. Since everyone wants that, I'm going to finish the sermon with my camera. On. And so I started reading. My wife came up and she's like, you better cut that camera back on. You know, you know, cat.
2: Thank girl, the you Lord for I mean? your wife. Thank the Lord for your
1: wife. What are you doing? You know, and, and that, was, that was a big thing. You know what I mean? But I just, I struggle with this virtual thing. You know, unlike, unlike Greg, I'm not a part of an established church that has, you know, trust fund money. You know
2: what I mean? Y'all keep saying <laughs> that of, like we not broke out here. Y'all...
1: I'm, I'm a, I'm from, I'm from, I'm a church planning. I'm a church planning. I, you know what I mean? I started we're, off with. We're 20 all people. church planting. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're
2: all, we all started huh? that way at some point, dude.
1: You you started, you inherited a, a trust fund, baby. All right, <laughs> I gave it to. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we do need a time up, and um, you know, so so for us, we didn't have the budget for a lot of this stuff, like to do it at a high mm. level. Mm, um, oh, I get what and you're we didn't have that space. You guys so, have iPhones and stuff. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's what we had in my phones, man. We was out here. This brother got Black Magic cameras, and I'm on my iPhone 7 Pro. You know what I mean? Like just film stuff. <laughs> Definitely did not have hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. a
2: red camera, nor did we have a Black Magic camera. Ne- neither uh, one of those. Oh uh, yeah,
1: whatever, whatever. whatever.
0: <laughs> you say <laughs> hey, iPhone
2: <so> 7? <laughs> about
1: my story, Greg. Let me finish. I'm on the clock. <laughs> right. So, you know, um. So we we went through it. And I was like, you know what? We started meeting back in person. Actually, we met back pretty early in 2021. Um, and we're meeting back in person. And we're doing the hybrid thing. And we noticed like attendance wasn't working out. And so um, I did that. I was like, you know what, guys? We're going to pull the plug on this because we're, we're exerting a lot of resources to maintain a space. Mm-hmm. Um, we're already a small church. It'd be better just to focus on what we can do like this. And we can encourage those who can't to our other sister church that's online, they're committed to online, they have the money to really produce something great for people uh, to be fed online. Mm-hmm. Man, I did that and I was all feeling myself and I got a call from a sister who's going through chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. And she was like, man, Paris, I understand why you decided not to do the Zoom and I totally agree. Uh, I just wish I could continue the series with you guys uh, because it was helping me. Um, and I, I would really, is there any way we could try to work this, this out? And man, that broke my heart. Like my corazón. Wow. Like,
2: what's <laughs> that? bro. Sheesh. Wow. The Lord and the spirit came after you. <laughs> it came yes. right like, at, you know, r- right uh, to you your leave, door.
1: Leave the 99. I'm leaving the 99 and we're gonna take care of the one. <laughs> that was a big lesson for me though. it really did. It taught me yeah. um, that really the goal isn't about like trying to force everyone any direction. Like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. those who are going to show up and are going to be with you are the ones that are going to show up and be with you. but if you're mm-hmm. forcing people to try to come that that's not that's, don't, it don't work like that you know um and it's not even like what the intention was to force but you know it's a, it's a tactic that we use and i think god bless us with the tool so just to say i'm mm. with that route but i learned my lesson greg to your oh, point, amen I agree
3: with. amen bro
2: amen i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad this wasn't uh th- i'm glad this didn't become a, a me versus you thing but it came a you know i learned very very much the hard way type of thing <laughs> exactly, exactly i, I think bro. it's two
3: ministers representing two camps. Mm. To the schools of thought.
2: <laughs> Dude, all I know is I would never want to hear from a chemotherapy patient that I'm not providing a space for mm. them. Yeah, know to enjoy fellowship. In yeah, I, I, okay all right way. You,
0: oh, you, you hear? You him? know, it's what he's doing. Hey man. So <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm a save you. I'm gonna save everywhere. you, Paris. I'm gonna save you, Paris. So for me, it's um. It is new space for all of us. I think for us too here in Hartford. Like so, we've continued to do kind of both. So we didn't do, um, we did Zoom midweeks, but we broadcasted or we streamed through Facebook and YouTube uh, our services, and we continue to do that now. And um, yeah, and I get it. We can't get lazy, and I know I, I can get lazy as well in terms of you know my evangelism and and thinking, but I also think it is. A method, right? I mean, there are people who are online. There are people who get to hear, get to see. Uh, we do get exposure um, through, you know, technology and be able to put these things out there. And I'll give one example. Um, so we did a had a sermon, did a did a did a service online and stuff, and always tag our local areas and stuff. And there, um, I was picking my kids up from school. This was uh, last last academic year and you know you always talk to the parents that are around it's, a, it's the same pickup crew that you see you know so you say hi to the dads and stuff and in one particular dad I'd seen not just um at the school pickup but I also his daughters play soccer so I, I I'm in that space as well so seeing him say hi there and one of the things I love to do is just I just raise my hand say hi to people um and if it goes to conversations it does but if it doesn't, that's fine, too. But this is a guy that I'd seen often. Uh, but anyway, this particular day, I was picking up my kids. And, um, and this gentleman comes by me. And he says, Hey, Aaron, can I do you have a minute to talk? And I was like, Yeah, sure. And uh, he said, Hey, like, I was, I was at home at work, you know, um, it's been a long, it was a long day, and it's been a little bit down. So I got on Facebook, and just kind of started scrolling. And he said, and I, Came across your lesson, your service, and I, And he said, I, "I listened to your sermon, and I went back and I watched the the whole service." And he said, "I don't know if this is for, for me or if this is for you, but I just wanted to thank you for 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 that lesson." And I was like, "Wow, that's that's pretty awesome." You know, it's probably for both of us. <laughs> Thanks for the encouragement, and glad I was able to help you out too. Um, but I was amazed because we're not Facebook friends. <laughs> like we're not. Mm. Uh so this was literally the algorithm working or the spirit working through the algorithm to put our, you know, this particular sermon uh in, in our church on this man's Facebook feed somehow. Uh mm. and, and I just thought, wow, that that's incredible. And if had we not been recording, had we not been kind of doing both or having that mechanism because honestly, like we only have one or two people who watch in in my particular church that i that i uh serve only one or two people are watching the service live but the people that watch afterwards you know like that it's we're able to have kind of a a longer impact or quote unquote maybe a longer shelf life um, for our services um or possible exposure even so but I was just really inspired by that and I was like you know there I think there is a place for this moving forward um and and not leaning on it totally but you know it it can do some good out there so I just thought that was pretty incredible
1: oh that's great
3: yeah I think um, ultimately I I can't remember who said it, but people are going to do what they're going to do. I, I did a lesson on rest. Right. And, um, there was some fear, um, that people had like, oh man, you know, if you talk about rest, nobody's going to want to do anything. And I'm like, no, (laughs) like people are going to do what they're going to do. We can't coerce people and try to um, force people to do things. Like uh, if, if we're providing quote unquote, a service, right. Like, uh, like the sister who shared that with you, Paris, um, we can, we got to do everything that we can to serve those that God has entrusted to us. Yeah. Um, whether it's online, cause there's some people that just can't make it. Mm-hmm. Like there's some people that have some, uh, chronic situations happening in their lives where, um, they, they need to stay home they need to be extra careful but then there are some people that will use this as a reason not to leave home on sunday mornings mm. but ultimately that's between them and god like we cannot mm. control that um like they have to figure that out um it's their journey and if they choose not to do it we can share something we can ask we can genuinely ask them how they're doing and what's going on but um but we gotta trust, trust that God is working on their hearts um, more than we ever could. We can't, you know, we try to persuade others, as Paul said, but no, the spirit is doing all the work, not us. So I'm all about a hybrid, like you know, doing both. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: you know, I was gonna share with that when that sister shared that with me, it it forced me to the point I think Greg was trying to get to, is like it forces you to have to be creative. You know, like mm-hmm. the goal shouldn't be I'm gonna cohorse you to show up in person because I've cut off all your resources and now you need me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it should be I should be creating a compelling space where people desire to be at. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that actually pushed me to really change honestly how we how I actually do my whole sermon uh series, like period, like how I engage my preaching to the point now, um through a couple of spiritual disciplines, like I did a lot of that studying during the pandemic and really examined the spiritual discipline, especially in reading of the word. And uh, there is a component where I just really appreciated where um, Dallas Willard, he wrote in his book, uh, the, Great, um, the Great Omission. And he talks about this component of walking, um, walking people through the scriptures by reading the word and then asking them, what are you receiving from that before you even engage a sermon, before you start preaching mm-hmm. on the point? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I want to implement this in my sermons. Moving forward, the main text, I'm going to actually stop and like say, hey, turn. we're going to read the text out loud to each other. Now turn to each other and share for the next five minutes. Share what you got from that scripture. Before I share my thoughts, before I lead you guys in the direction, what did you guys get from that? You know? And I'm like, we've invested in all this text stuff, so here's what we're going to do. Take your mic. I have someone who has a mic, and then I'm like, let's get some feedback. Now that's the wild part, you know. What I mean, some people are like this is wild, but I'm like, the what was some goose. of the, yeah, yeah. What was some of the feedback that you guys got, bro? It has been some of the most powerful things to have people share mm. during a Sunday service.
2: Seriously, on I believe
1: it. What what they're getting from it, what they're receiving, and how Yo. they're engaging it.
2: Yo, and I had so
1: I've been. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was about to say I had a brother
2: um, share about like he had, he actually had the chance to share this Sunday on stage something that he got from our Wednesday talk um, about finances and whatnot, and he shared something that blew I never heard of this and it blew my mind, and what he said was what well, he he read the Proverbs thirty one woman, and he read about the qualities of the of the Proverbs thirty one woman, and then he was like, "Do you guys know where I'm going with this?" we were like, no, we don't know where you're going with this. That's why you're up there talking. Tell us where you're going with this. And then he says, you know, we are the bride of Christ. We are the Proverbs 31 woman, the church. Like we are to create, and bro, bro, he said this mess on stage. And I was like, dog, that is so dope. Like, I was like, that is a crazy statement because what he, but if you read about the Proverbs 31 woman, it says like all these different things about how she, she like, she is like doing things for her servants and how she is like, create, like, like, like she's just above, like, like above and beyond the most amazing woman that's ever walked the earth.
1: Oh, Hold
2: on, hold on, hold on. I mean, bro, he shared this mess and I was sitting there and I'm like, there's no way that I've missed this in all my time. But that came from a guy getting hit yep. during a yeah. like you yeah. said during a sermon. Yeah. And just I just want to read a couple, couple of verses and then we can wrap this up. I thought this was like key, bro. Super key. But it says a wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her. Think about Jesus being the husband, right? Mm-hmm. And lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong and ta- uh, for her tasks. And he just and she sees that her yeah. trading is profitable, and her lamp does not go out at night. Dude, Ooh, bro, wow. he, was like, he was like church, and bro, he said it. He was like that's paradigm shift. You guys are the woman. You're the Proverbs 31 wife. Can you imagine the men in the room sitting there thinking like, <laughs> "Dang, I'm the wife," but <laughs> but like you said, Paris, yeah. our members are some of the most pro- profound people. Yes in the congregation yeah and if we give them a, a space yes to share yes what yep. are the possibilities amen yes,
1: yes. no i've i've been I, we when we've been doing this i mean that is that first off that's awesome that's a very paradigm shift and paradigm shift in like way of thinking about that and i'm mm-hmm. going to meditate on that one but i really feel like like making this little like twist like okay what can we do to make sunday services so compelling that people are like i want to be there i'm like i just need to activate the people and get them involved my, my yeah. sermons honestly have become more and more bible talk form yeah and the crazy thing is as i've made this change our attendance has been growing and growing and growing like yeah. like i said we people, broke a hundred finally you know people are no longer spectators so long. yes that's exactly it yeah that's what changes it When not have. And, and, and it's like, I want to be there. I got something to give. I want to read. I'm sh- changing the
2: way I, 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 I'm totally adopting that. That is amazing. <laughs> That's like incredible. <laughs> that is like
3: so dope. Yep. yep. Yeah. I'm going to do that so, next time I get a chance so- to speak.
1: <laughs> like, it, but it, it just helps. It activates the people. And I'm like, if we're oh, going to look, because the goal is the way we set up church. You're coming to hear me speak. So yes, I feel so weird about every time I get up. Yeah. I'm like,
2: why? Like, what are we doing? Like, why is <laughs> this about doing? me? What is this? Yes,
1: <laughs> why is this all about but, me right now? I kind of and, to- and if it's all about you, I could do that online. Why do I need to show up? I'm, I'm spending gas. Mm. Um, I'm, oh, I'm coming out like, oh, I'm doing oh, all this stuff to you. Oh, just so I'm of- like, I want to, let me, let me, let me create a space where they know they're coming to church because they have something to contribute. Yo, can awesome. we talk about the, the,
2: okay. So that is the, that is very profound. Can we just yeah here for a
1: second guys? Oh, oh for sure. Super
2: profound. Okay. That's super amazing. <laughs> but can we talk about why people can't see it that way? And instead I I, I kind of have the answer to this. I'm kind of setting it up here. Mm -hmm. But they get upset and try to go the route of coercion or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever else. Like, like, why do you think if it's like what you said, Paris, if we make it not about the person on the stage, right? The person who's preaching, if we make it not about that person, then the people have more of a reason to come than just hearing from the prophet, the one prophet on stage, right? Yep. Yep. So, so. Why do you guys think people get upset when people don't come to church?
0: <laughs>
2: why do you think ministers get mad? Like, why Why do you think those cats really get upset about it? Bro, we got plans, man. We got plans. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, wait, can anybody say it? Can anybody, can anybody, would anybody dare say it? Why do you think people get upset it's
3: about our ego sometimes. Oh,
2: there it goes. Oh, there we go. Okay. There we go,
3: brother. There, there we is. go. Ego, ego, right talk there.
2: that talk, guys. There yeah, there's,
3: guys. There's definitely a part of it that is about our ego. If we're being I, very, very candid and transparent.
2: I get it. I totally get it. Like we want to help people come to church and blah blah blah. But to me, the Sunday, I love Andy Stanley. He says that 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 we learn in rows but we grow in circles. I love that. Circles. I love that because what he's saying is that in rows is like, if you're expecting the growth of the church to happen on Sunday, when you speak for 30 minutes a week, if you're expecting the church to grow in that, then you might be building an egotistical empire. Oh I'm sorry, I said it. We're gonna we're gonna publish this. We're gonna publish it. I'm not taking any of my words back. Anybody who thinks this way, I think needs to be told that this is not correct. Like Greg like, wants like, all the smoke. I want all the smoke.
0: Bring the smoke, guys. Bring the heat. Bring guys, the this heat. is the this is the room enough podcast. We are there's room enough <laughs> at the table
2: for these conversations.
0: For these Absolutely.
2: Stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Bring that smoke. Uh, I'm just saying.
1: I was. I was hanging with a friend of mine's. He's another pastor, not from our family of churches uh, in Trenton and young pastor younger than me. And both of our kids go to the school together and got some time to see his building. He's, you know, in Trenton, Trenton, like true Trenton, you know what I mean? And he was like, I watched your service. And he's like, bro, what you're doing. I wish I could do that. And I'm like, well, why, why can't you do it? And he was like, you know, I just don't know where people are gonna take it. Like, it'll get it'll get lost. And he's like, "Dude," he said, "Bro, I don't know what some of these guys might say." You like, mm. this, this, he's like, "You, you're getting people speak on a mic." He's like, "You, you're in Princeton. This is a little different. This is tight. <laughs> <laughs> if you do that, I don't know what I'm gonna get, homie." Like, he's like, "Anyone can say anything up here, and, oh, and I gotta be mindful of that." And, and I'm just bringing like, sometimes it can be ego, but but that is a that is a legit concern. And I, I just think, what do you guys think about that? I have a thought in my mind about it, but I, no, I would love
2: to. No, that's legit. I, I feel like the way that I would do it is because we actually did this. It was called like dwelling in the word. And it, it's a mm. spiritual practice that we we learned in our master's program. I thought it was amazing when I first learned it, but you know it's all about learning from the spirit and not from your own ego. So even when you share, you can't even share what what you got from the text you're supposed to share what the other person got from the text what mm. you heard and it's a practice of humility because you're reiterating what you heard from someone else and not just what you're saying interesting um, but mm. um which you know is great for small groups but i thought man that would be so helpful so awesome for like 5 minutes people to just hey turn to your neighbor and mm-hmm. i just want you to have a quick discussion like a couple of sentences. What did you get from what you just read? Before I I, I I give you input, what did you get? What did you hear this? And what you're doing is you're teaching this, the congregation to be sensitive to the spirit.
1: Mm, yes. my, goodness, my
2: goodness, sensitivity to the spirit of God, yeah. walking by the
1: spirit. But but my, my, my answer to him, to your point, was I think even as ministers, we can't be afraid to let go of control and even ourselves yeah. attune ourselves to the spirit. Yes, because I was like, bro. it's a practice even for me Sundays yeah, when bro. I when oh, I when man. I open it up. Go for it, Titus. and I'm letting them share. I, I gotta pay attention. Where's the spirit going with this? What's God trying to bring out? Tell of this?
2: me, what's the right. fear and letting go of control? What happens when the person who's supposed to be the most important person on stage lets <laughs> go of the control, and everybody else starts to see value? In everyone else around them and not just in the preacher what happens
3: right i I think yeah what you're saying makes a lot of sense right like like we're all ministers here and we're talking about this stuff um we can lose our jobs like you know (laughs) (laughs) let's go right
1: so if everyone i got a (laughs) mortgage
3: there's you know what your friend was feeling right like i that's a legitimate concern i don't know what's going to come out i feel that every time somebody gets on stage to share for mm-hmm. communion i'm like i know yeah. we talked about this but you know i don't know what's going to come up when they get on stage yeah. and so i think just seeing the value in other people and not just me as the as the minister um like there's some insecurity there there's some insecurity Mm. of like man am i am i even needed why Mm. am i here uh if if everybody's just gonna do this you know they're just gonna talk to each other which they should and but i also view like i view the the stage as um we're the catalyst for conversations. Like we're, we're conversation starters. Uh, hopefully people are having conversations w- with one another after the services and following up. And, and hopefully we're not having five-point sermons. That's why I like Andy Stanley was mentioned before, uh, the one-point sermons, right? So that people can easily remember it and have the conversations with one another. But yeah, it's um it's it's touchy. It's a touchy thing.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, I, I feel like so. Before we lose this. I think obviously we do serve a role. You know, there is training and digging deeper and, and things like there. There are things that we have been trained to do as ministers um, and as preachers. Um, I, I mean, in, encouragement it, it is a it is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and exhorting is a gift, um, a biblical gift. But that said, I mean, what is our role? Or what is the role of church leadership, of evangelists, of pastors and teachers? And my Bible in Ephesians 4 says that our job is to equip the saints for works of service. Well. So we should be trying to work ourselves out of a job in that sense. That means we're doing our job. If more people are equipped to speak, to to listen to the Spirit, and and to be able to uh, hear God's word and communicate God's word. God is glorified, and you know you, you're right. It does take a shot um, from our egos to, to to do that, but I think it, it's but it's actually us doing our job, and it is glorifying God and it is preparing the church. You know, I, I love it in Acts. Just when the persecution comes and the church, you know, after Stephen, the persecution came and. The church split and got sent in all these different directions, but it says that everyone, everywhere they go, they preach the word where they went. Mm -hmm. And and that only happens when you have uh, people who have been empowered, people who have been equipped, uh, people who are not reliant on whoever's up front in front of them. So, but I, but I get it. I get it. There are things that we can do that other people aren't been trained to, but it is our job to do that, <laughs> to train
1: other people that's so the, that they that's can the do the it. job description. That's yep. the, right there. Mm-hmm. That's real. Yeah. I want yeah. to close out with a, uh, a
2: quote that I heard, um, from another podcast and it says, preach the word, die and be forgotten yep i just read that somewhere was that the uh yeah i don't know i don't know where it's from i just heard it on a podcast and i thought dude that is an amazing thought because yes it is a lot of us want to be remembered
1: look at y'all that's an amazing thought is it really amazing it says preach the word die
2: (laughs) and be forgotten the thought is stop trying to make yourself so relevant that you are remembered but instead Mm -hmm. just simply preach the word and be okay with your impact not being remembered after a century be okay with that because you did what you were called to do so that's, i think Mm -hmm. is the most profound thing about it but anyways guys hey i thought this was an amazing conversation i would love to continue this conversation and i think in our next podcast we will, in some ways, continue a conversation where we're talking about things like egos, things like the church, and things like the people. Amen. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for joining <laughs> us on this podcast. We would love for you to uh, continue to check us out. Uh, my name is Greg, and we have our mans Aaron, Titus, and Paris, all from different parts of the country. And we are here having conversations, and there's room enough for you in the conversation as well. If you would love to give us some input on our conversations, please reach out to us via the the
3: podcast services that you were using. Anyways, you guys have a great week. God bless you.